if you can become an expert in something and go deep, 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 that's when I think that's when the riches really do come in. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Man, we, we have done how many how many Zoom Stay Paid podcasts have we done, Luke? Six. This has got to be at least the sixth Stay Paid Podcast HQ, highly quarantined. Everyone comes with a new set of challenges, but that's okay. We're adapting, right? That's what they, that's what they say to do in this market. Is you got to shift. When the market shifts, you got to shift. It's crazy. I will say it's finally starting to get to me where I am like starting to get annoyed with everything shutting down. Like I know that's probably crazy. Most people were annoyed probably the first weekend. Now I'm like literally like, okay. I am tired of this. I am ready for the country to open back up. I'm ready to start doing things again. So well, it's, it's, it's the end of April when we're recording this. So who knows? By the, when this comes out, we're going to be open, baby. Yeah, that's that's There's people spirit. opening up right now. There's got to be something to positivity during times like these. You got to have a positive mindset. You got you to do the power of positive thinking. It's a great book, by the way. Well, speaking of positivity and, and bringing energy to any room or any crowd, our guest today, you and our VP of finance actually met him or heard him speak at a conference earlier this year and, and immediately said, man, we have to have him on the podcast based on the presentation and the energy that he brings. His name is Tom Hegna. He is an author, speaker, and economist. Tom's unique ability to pump up a crowd, make people laugh, and solve complex financial problems has led him to delivering over 5,000 seminars. We've done 140 podcasts, and I feel like we've done a lot. He's done 5,000 seminars, as well as condensing his large chunk of knowledge into four books, including Paychecks to Playchecks, Retirement Solutions for Life, and Don't Worry, Retire Happy, Seven Steps to Retirement Security. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, guys. Great to be with you. Yeah, Tom, it's amazing. Like Josh said, we got to see you, I believe it was the true choice um, conference and let me tell you guys for the audience listening like you can capture a stage in an audience because I'm a vendor usually at these conferences so we don't get to see the speakers but I had like snuck in kind of and started listening and you literally pulled me in I was in there at a at a point I was like man I got to get back to my booth there might be people out there so to bring in the crowd and that's what I really want to pick your brain about a little bit today especially with everything that's going on in the world I want to hear your tips for you know what we should be doing as like an advisor or business owner right now and then you are just a master communicator like you're really good at taking complex things breaking them down to where the normal person like myself can really digest it but I was wondering, could you just introduce yourself to the audience so they can hear your story? Like what led you to where you're at today? What led you to writing the books? So give us a little bit about your journey. So I'm originally from a small town in Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty Army, uh, 16 and a half years Army Reserve. I retired as Lieutenant Colonel in 2006. Um, but when I was on active duty out of Fort Ord, California, there was a MetLife agent going through my unit selling whole life insurance. And at the time, I was a buy, term, and invest the difference guy. And I said, who's this guy ripping off my soldiers? I said, bring him to me. <laughs> and so 
they brought him to me the next day and he, he had asked them for my birthday. So I said, give my birthday. So I said, you know, what's this? You're ripping off my soldiers selling this rip off life insurance. He said, no, sir, I'm protecting their families. I'm helping them for a kid's college education for their retirement. And he went on and on. He said, Oh, by the way, your soldiers were good enough to give me your birthday. So I ran a printout for you. And I started looking at this printout and it was at the time a five pay uh, whole life policy. You know, now it has to be at least seven, but back then you could do a five pay. So I said, okay, let me see this piece of crap. And I'm looking through there. I pay this for five years. And then in the sixth year, I got all the money I put in there. And then the cash value grows and the death benefit grows. I, I looked at this. I said, why would anybody buy term insurance if you could buy this stuff? He said, well, I don't sell much term insurance. I said, do you get paid to sell this stuff? He said, I get paid a lot to sell this stuff. I said, I could sell this stuff. And that's how that's no, that's honestly how I got in the business. And I spent eight years at MetLife. I was an agent. I was a manager. I was a national marketing manager for their variable life product. Uh, and then I got recruited by New York Life. I spent 15 years at New York Life. I started out as an annuity wholesaler and I worked my way up to be one of the senior executive officers in the company. And when I was there, they kind of put me in charge of, of their retirement income push. New York Life was probably about 10 years ahead of the industry on this guaranteed lifetime income thing. And so I, here we had a field force that was great at selling variable annuities, but I'm supposed to go out there and teach them how to sell SPIAs and DIAs. And I mean, like they, those are boring products, you know, they're boring. And, but, but the more research I did on it, I found out that you can't retire optimally without some guaranteed lifetime income. That, that if you retire without guaranteed income, you're gonna have a suboptimal retirement. And it's all based in math and science. And so I read a lot of the white papers from the, some of the smartest PhDs in the world who've studied retirement. And then I put that now into five books. I got two in Canada, three in America. And, and that's what I do. And I go around speaking and showing people how to retire optimally. I don't sell any annuities. I don't sell life insurance. I don't sell long-term care insurance. I don't personally care if people buy those products or not, but the math and science shows that they should. And so I, what I, what I do is I, I give a very compelling presentation and I offer people a chance to prove me wrong. Like if anybody doubts that you shouldn't use annuities, it's a very simple test. You can prove me wrong. Just build a portfolio. You think I cannot beat. Oh, he'll never beat this one. We're going to put all the good stocks in there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach into that portfolio. I'm going to remove some of the bonds. I'm going to replace them with some guaranteed lifetime income from an annuity. You know what that will do to every single portfolio? It'll lower the risk and increase returns. But here's why. It's because the way that annuity functions inside of a portfolio, it functions like a AAA rated bond with a triple C rated yield with zero standard deviation. So I can prove to people mathematically and scientifically that these products will help them live more efficiently and get the most for the least in retirement. They shouldn't be leaving their kids any money. They should spend all of their money, leave the kids life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. So those are just some simple ways that I try to help people get the most for the least in retirement. Dude, that is, I mean, guys, were you just listening to that? Like the ability to just literally lay that out so smoothly. I'm curious because one of the things like our podcast is we, you know, have a bunch of business owners and they have, we have a bunch of advisors and insurance agents that have to, you know, they're selling these products that you're talking about and they're, you know, delivering this value to their clients. This is a common hardship that I think business owners face is how do I take a boring product and make it sexy? Like how do I take something that is, you know, kind of boring, hard to understand and make that to 
where people will value it. Can you give us some tips that, that has helped you? Obviously, you wrote a book on it and everything. But. I've written five books on it. You know, and, but, but look, I mean, what you want to do is you want to research that product. What is that doing? How's it being used? Maybe it's being used in Africa in some crazy, incredible way. But you want to you dig deep into that product. Read all the people, the, the PhDs and engineers who help create that product. What do they go through? Why do they do it? Why is it this way? And then just make that thing rock and roll. I mean, I can, you know, I can show people how to retire the, the optimal. Now, why do I say optimal versus best? Because nobody knows what's going to be the best, but I can tell you what this crisis has done. It has exposed, you know, real estate. Now I'm not against real estate. I'm not against real estate, but what I'm against is when people say, oh, I don't need an annuity. I got rental properties. Well, rental properties aren't, aren't annuities. Now we see why. Renters don't have to pay and landlords can't evict them. So how, how, yeah. how, how good would your Tell retirement be? Tell me about it, guys, because I you own just based it on that. Yeah. How, how you like being a landlord right now? Yeah, and then, it's crazy, man. It's then the, crazy. Other, the other thing that people don't understand is by the time you're in your 70s and 80s, you know what those rental properties are going to look like? They're going to look like pieces of junk. The, the air conditioner is going to go out. It's going to need a new roof. It's going to need new wiring. Well, who knows what all? Now you're in your 80s. And then I get people say, well, we got a property manager. Okay, who do property managers take advantage of? 80-year-olds who don't remember what they had for breakfast that morning. So I'm not against, I, I want to be clear, I'm not against real estate. What I'm saying is it can't substitute for guaranteed lifetime income. Then people say, oh, I buy dividend-paying stocks, you know, and that's the way to go. What's happening right now? Companies all over the world are cutting or eliminating their dividends. They, they can't be used as substitutes, and it's so hard to tell people that, but now they're living it. Well, so, you're, you're touching on... A real golden nugget in sales, and it's proven out statistically, is that a specialist will always outsell a generalist. So someone who understands their product, understands the industry, understands the pain points, will always outsell a generalist. And I think what a lot of us do when we get into our businesses is we generalize everything. We never go deep. We go wide. And when you don't go deep, you don't truly understand the pain points and the lingo and the language. And then you also touched upon, like you use the word optimal versus best and how just even in the difference of words, psychologically, what that triggers in your brain and where that makes you go. So I guess talk to me a little bit about what are you encouraging business owners right now during COVID-19? You know, what are you encouraging advisors to do with their clients? What are you encouraging business owners to do during this time to shift? Well, there's three main themes I talk about during this lockdown. And by the time this comes out, maybe we won't be in lockdown, but these won't hurt you anyway. So number one is attitude. You got to keep your attitude positive. Positive. You know, take the, 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 the stance, if it's to be, it's up to me. It's not up to my manager. It's not up to my company. It's not up to Trump. It's not up to Powell. If it's okay. to be, it's up to me. And you're going to have to adapt and do things differently. You might want to read some key books like Think and Grow Rich made a big, big, big difference to me. I learned that my mind is a supercomputer and anything I put it to, I can, I can do whatever I need to do. With um, insurance and investment advisors, well, really for anybody, if you're questioning, is this the right business for you? Are you in the wrong business? Should you quit, read the book, Living a Life of Significance by Joe Jordan. He was a great mentor of mine and he will get your mind right. And he'll put, he'll put it down in your heart of why you're in this business, mm. you know? And then the, then the third thing is uh, you, you got to maintain uh, activity levels. You got to maintain activity levels. And then I think the other one was professional development. So attitude, professional development and activity. Now on attitude, attitude, you know, there's another book, Own Your Success, that's by Ben Newman, a friend of mine, and he talks about mental toughness, because right now it takes mental toughness, it takes grit, it takes perseverance, because things are not easy, so you, you can't, oh, and another thing, don't 
participate in pity parties. Right now, you're sitting on the phone talking to your friend, oh yeah, this really sucks, oh this is so bad, oh I can't believe this. Get, stop that, stop that. I promise you, there are people in your company who are having the best year they've ever had. Go yeah. talk to them, find out what they're doing. So find the successful people who've made a shift, they did something different, and find out what they're doing, and then you might have to make a shift and do things a little different, you know? And then I say this, there are riches in niches. You want to get rich? Find a niche. That's what you said about being a generalist versus a specialist. There are riches and niches. See, my niche is retirement income. There are other people that are talking about life insurance or this or tax-free this, tax-free. I'm retirement income. That is my niche. And I pretty much own that niche in the, in the retirement space out there. And, and so if you can become an expert in something and go deep, 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 that's when I think that's when the riches really do come in. Now, uh, professional development. This is a time to sharpen your blade, read, study, train. This is a time you can read white papers. You can do things that you never had time to do before. Do it. But you've got to put these things on your calendar. And that's another thing about activity. See, we all wake up with a blank calendar. And it's so easy to just kind of piss the day away and not do anything. Well, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do it. Put it on your calendar. I got to make 15 calls. I got to, you know, write prepare this presentation. I got to put it in your calendar and then hold yourself accountable to that so that every day you are doing positive things. If you're doing professional development, put professional development. I'm going to read these white papers. I'm going to read these books. I'm going to, you know, do Tom Hagnes online training and coaching because I got that and that and it's going really well right now. So whatever those things are, put it on your calendar. So I, I think, and then for activity again, you got to, you got to be doing things virtually. Oh, I don't like to do Zoom. I don't like, well, tough luck. You better get used to it now. Yeah, and you, get over it. You can do FaceTime. I mean, a, a six-year-old can do FaceTime. Do FaceTime with your clients. And you might have to call more people. You might have to use social media to your advantage. You know, a lot of people are not using social media to their advantage. When I was a brand new agent, I had to buy a new home list. I had to buy a baby list. I had to buy who's getting married. You got that on social media now. Just make your social media circle as big as you can and then watch it. Oh, who just got married? Whose mother just died? Who just had a baby? Who's engaged? Those are all people that you need to talk to. Those are all life events. And if you're in a different business other than financial services, those people have things happen in their lives that will affect your business. So look for that. Those are just some simple things that anybody can do. Are you dreading the thought of making cold calls? Regardless of your experience level, cold calling can be one of the toughest parts of your job. But at the end of the day, it's also one of the best ways to get new customers. If you want to learn how to get better at cold calling and close more deals, go to ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling and download our guide to cold calling for free. That's ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling. Take action on this today. Hey, that's so good. <laughs> There's so many golden nuggets in what you just said. I, you know what's so crazy? We had Ricky Carruth on, and Ricky Carruth is a big-time top-producing real estate agent. And where is he, Josh? Alabama? Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Big-time top-producing real estate. And, and his philosophy, we asked him, hey, what are you doing this time? And he's like, I'm staying busy. I'm staying active. It's like the top producers will not stick their head in the sand. They will stay active. And the thing is, too, that he pointed out that I think is really valuable is that you might not be able to control the results, but you can control your behavior. You can control your actions. And when you focus on controlling your behavior and you focus your behaviors on the things you know that generate results, i.e. phone calls to your clients can generate results. That's a proper behavior. You can control how many people you call. Sending text messages and emails, whatever it is, like what are the behaviors that drive the results? And if you double down on those behaviors, ultimately 
that's what's going to eventually, and it will be harder. Like you said, I've told my sales reps this is we have a hundred sales reps on the phone, pounding out 150, 200 tiles a day. We upped our minimum of phone time for three and a half hours to four hours a day. We say we're going up in standard. We're going up to four hours. And then after we master four hours, we're going up to four and a half hours because it will be harder. But there are people out there that still need your service, that still need your niche. I love that. Riches and niches. <laughs> that still needs your niche. And it's you can control your behavior. So talk to us a little bit about when you're communicating with your client right now, should you be like, what's your philosophy of like how that conversation should go? Should I be reaching out just to educate them? Should I be reaching out to just have a conversation with them? Like a lot of people don't call because they don't want to come across as a salesperson, if that makes okay. sense. So, so let me, let me give you a couple of tips. So, so, so just call them up. Number one, say, how are you doing? Are you weathering this? Is there anything I could do for you? Like I had widows, uh, a lot of widows as clients. And if they needed me to stop by and get milk or bread or something, I would do that for them. So, so just mm -hmm. offer, is there anything I could do for you? Cause you can deepen your relationships. Now you might not do that with a thousand people, but with your key clients, that'd be a great conversation. Then you can, you can do just fun things. I'll give you a couple of fun things. Number one, you can say, I just read this book by Moshe Malevsky and the title of the book is, are you a stock or a bond? And just say, I found that book very fascinating because what this book is about is if right now, if you're financially fine and you're getting a paycheck and everything's just fine, you're more like a bond. So that means your investments, you can actually be a little more aggressive with if you want to. But if you're hurting, you don't have any pay coming in, you're wondering if you're going to be able to pay your bills, then you are more like a stock. And that means your investment should be more like guarantees. You should have annuities and life insurance products that are guaranteed that when stuff like this happens, because this won't be the last time in your life something like this happens. When stuff like this happens, you need to have some safe things. Because if you have all your money in the stock market and you're like a stock yourself, now you're double risky. That would be a simple conversation to have with a client, non-threatening. Just say, I've had a number of conversations with my clients. They find this very helpful. Another simple way to do it is you just say, hey, did you realize right now you can do Roth IRA conversions at a double discount? They go, double discount? What are you talking about? Well, okay, the market was up here. Now it's down here. When you convert it, you're only going to pay tax on this. And when it grows back, that's all going to be tax-free. So that's one discount. Discount number two is these are the lowest tax rates you're ever going to see for the rest of your life. Where, where do you think this $7 trillion is coming from? Like fairy dust that they're sprinkling? No, that's coming out of your IRA and 401k in the future. In fact, you have no idea, none, what your 401k or IRA will give you in retirement. You have zero idea because you're not alone in the 401k. You've got a partner. It's called the U.S. government. And they get to pick whatever share they want whenever they want it. And you have no idea what that's going to be. Now, do you want to have all of your savings in a in a deal with the government who's already broke and they know that they got to take a lot of your 401k away, or would you rather have some of that come to you tax-free in retirement? I don't think that's a threatening conversation. I don't think I'm trying to sell them anything. I'm just telling them the reality and just, it's a good conversation point to, I could have 50 of those a day. And you know what? A couple of people are going to say, you know what? That's a great idea. I do need to move some of my money out of that 401k. You know, what's so amazing about you, Tom, is like, you're literally talking about retirement and it is so, it's like, it's so passionate. Like I literally have never been more interested in retirement than when I'm talking to you. Like that alone, like I want the audience as you guys are listening to that. If you're not talking about your business, mm. like Tom's talking about retirement, like that is a missing piece right there. Because when you can get out there, how did you get that? How did you get to a place where retirement was such a passion that you can literally preach it. Like, I don't know if you know of a guy named Ed Milet or not, but I've looked up to this guy, follow this guy a lot. And 
he talks about being evangelical about your message. Like, like you're almost like the chief evangelist when yeah. you're out yeah. there, because if you don't cross to that, no one's ever going to want to follow you. No one's going to want to convert to what you're doing. How did you get that passion when it you comes know, to talking I, about retirement? I, I just, I just really don't want all these people to run out of money. that are going to run out of money because they were listening to Ken Fisher or they are listening to, Oh my, my broker. Well, you know why they're called brokers? Cause you're broker than you were six months ago. Okay. That's why they're called brokers. But what I, what I just, one is I want people to be happy in retirement. I want people to get the most for the least, and I don't want them to ever run out of money. And that's mm -hmm. not going to happen if they're all 100% in real estate. That's not going to happen if they're 100% in dividend paying stocks. I'm not against those things. Those things fit into what I talk about, but not to cover your basic living expenses in retirement. That's got to be funded with guaranteed lifetime income. And people are finally, you know, I wish people would listen to me when the market was up here. Do you know I, I put out a video? You can Google this. Your people can Google it. It's why every investor needs an annuity now. And I put that video up on the net about three weeks before the market crashed. You ought to watch that video. You know, all I said, I said, look, we've had 11 years of a bull market. If there's ever been a time to put some protection on your portfolio, wouldn't that be right now? And then people say, oh, the annuity, the fees are too high. Well, first of all, most annuities have zero fees, okay? Income annuities, SPIAs, DIAs, uh, base fixed index annuities, they don't have any fees. They're not a fee product. They're a spread product. The only products, annuity products that have fees are variable annuities or some riders on indexed annuities, all right? But, but that's not the point. The point is, what are the market loss fees that everybody paid right now? I mean, people are down 30, 40%. Yeah, what about those market loss fees? Seriously. No, seriously. Yeah. It, and it's your, you're always coming back to one of the things that as I'm hearing you talk, you always come back to the pain. And that's a key thing to do when you are trying to communicate with people, I think, is always referencing back to the, the loss, the fear of the loss, the loss potential. And you're not trying, I don't want anybody to hear me wrong in the audience, you're not trying to scare people into making a decision. But what you're trying to do is paint a clear picture of the opportunity cost that you have, the loss that you can uh, you know, have, and then the opportunity that you have to actually overcome that. And you just so naturally and smoothly do that. So tell me about like your, you know, I always like when I'm interviewing people, you know, especially successful people, someone who's written five books and has been as successful as you, like what are the routines that you implement in your life that have driven success for you? For me, it's all in the calendar. If I book my calendar full, every single day, I'm always going to be successful because I can't get out of it. See, uh, you know, people, people don't fill their calendar enough. And like, like even when I was doing two or 300 events a year on the road and I did schedule the, the flights and the hotels and the, and all of this stuff. I mean, but it's on my calendar. I can't get away from it. They say, well, Tom, you're crazy. Why would you do that many things? Well, cause they booked it and it's on my calendar. And once it's on my calendar, then I got to do it. And so I just so think good. people are a little lazy at calendaring things. And if they, if they did a better job, job of filling their calendar every single day you're always going to do more than the person who's just sitting around waiting for something to happen dude that's so good i read an article one time that said uh, it was like i guess researching a bunch of multi-millionaires really successful people and they found that they time blocked their days within like 15 minutes so they were like time blocking their days now it was just one of the you know things they pointed out in the research of studying successful people is they time block down to even like 15 minute increments. All right. So knowing what you know now, all the you know knowledge that you have and everything, what would you go back and tell young, younger Tom? What advice would you give younger Tom? You know, I'm, I'm real happy with what, what I've done. I mean, I was always a saver. I always saved, you know, 20 to 40% of my income every year for my whole 
since I can remember. And I don't think most people are saving 40% of their income, but I did it for many years. I own life insurance, annuities, long-term care insurance. I don't just talk to talk. I walk to walk. But see, I do it for another reason too. These products are creditor protected, at least in the state of Arizona. You got to check in your state. But like, I'm at risk for being sued. I'm on TV. I'm I am in 80 million homes on TV and PBS. I, I you know, I, I I speak all over the the country. And I mean, somebody could try to sue me, but you know, if they sue me, then we know what they're going to get. They're going to get nothing, nada, <laughs> because my stuff is protected. So I'm protected from market crashes. I'm protected from interest rate falls. I'm protected from lawsuits. I'm protected. And you know what, for me, that's more important than did I get 33%? Oh, I only got 31%. Well, I got 31%, but I'm protected that when the market goes down, I'm not going to lose and I'm not going to get sued. What's that worth to me? So yeah, the fees in a variable annuity are a little higher, but you don't even have to put your money in a variable annuity. You can put it in fixed type annuities that don't have fees. It's just, it's ridiculous that people are getting the wrong stuff day after day after day on TV. You hear these people and, you know, Ken Fisher, I hate annuities and you should too. I wrote an article on why Ken Fisher really loves annuities and you should too. He's getting rich <laughs> off, he's getting rich off them. But right now I'm sure the lawsuits are rolling in, so he might not be as, as happy about it. It's ri ridiculous, the misinformation that's out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, tell me about it. Yeah, it is great. The noise like we I mean, the noise that is out there now, because obviously it's so easy to produce content, but the, the noise that is out there in every single space is unreal. It's unreal. Well, Tom, tell people uh, about your training. Who's it for? What can they learn from it? And where can they sign up for it? Oh, uh, you know, if you go to TomHegna.com, first of all, sign up for my newsletter. It's free. And I put out some good content every month in my newsletter. Um, once you're on my website, I got products. I've got online training and coaching. Uh, if you want, you can get 30 days of it free. If you just watch the webinar, just go to TomHegna.com forward slash webinar. It's a free webinar. Sign up for it. And it, I'll, I'll share with you all the words, language, questions, stories that I use when I'm doing presentations out there. So you get all that for free. And then at the end, you'll be offered something if you want, you can get it and you get 30 days of it free if you take advantage of that offer. So that'd be what I'd say to do. That's awesome. Thanks, Tom. That's tomhegna.com slash webinar. Thanks so much again for being here, Tom. And thank you for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all of the resources and links that we mentioned, go to staypaidpodcast.com. You can also see the video for this episode there. And if you are interested in supporting the show, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a comment. We showed up on like the top, what was the top 38th spot? Like this wasn't wow. like a chartable overnight ranking. Yeah, this wasn't sure. chartable. This was like on iTunes. You can this see. This is in the baby. We are podcast. moving up number one marketing podcast this year. That is our goal. We are not relenting on that. Best yep. way to, uh, to spread the word or to help us out is to tell a friend about the podcast and share this episode with your friends, share it on social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke directly, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at stay paid podcast. We're trying to grow that Instagram channel. We've got, we've got a lot of different channels and social media, but stay paid podcast. They're posting to it like three or four times a day. It's where all of our stay paid content's being filtered. You'll get clips like this, uh, like this interview with Tom here, there as well. Uh, and you can DM Luke or myself directly. Let us know uh, who you want to hear on the show. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Agri. Tom, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Uh, I mean, if you guys can't tell his passion and his ability to communicate, I mean, it is unreal. Like just the energy that you're even putting across on this podcast, super appreciative of it. I think the action item, because I love giving the tangible action items that people can practice in their own business, this idea of a specialist versus a generalist, your understanding 
of your business, of the products, of literally what it means to actually be successful in your retirement, if you don't have that same energy, that same understanding in your products that you're offering, it's time in this time when you're stuck at home to spend time doing some research, reading some white papers. If you don't understand what's going on in the market right now, so if you're a real estate agent listening to this and you don't know what's going on in the market, you're not reading what's happening with mortgage rates. If you're not doing that, you're missing out because in this new age of marketing, it's all about being the person of trust, the agent of trust, the advisor of trust. You have to put yourself in that trusted position. You have to build that relationship and that trust with your community, with your client base. Spend this time becoming a specialist in your industry. Actually do the research, read the white papers. I heard a podcast with Tom where he says no one reads white papers. He actually read them. He just translated into books that were more easily understandable. Read the white papers in your industry and watch your sales ability go up. Because guess what? When you have knowledge on something, when you have authority on a subject matter, you have confidence. And confidence is what usually convinces people to step forward with you. They can feel that passion. They look up to you. People want to buy from people they look up to, not people they look at, not people they look down to. So guys, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today.